Speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, Tuesday, July 12th. Been getting my dates screwed up lately. Um, it's a scramble in here, too. Yeah, I am Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln, and Johnny Cadillac, who you've already heard, is producing the show. Johnny, I know you played heel a little bit this weekend in the Midwest Wrestling Association. Oh, the news is out there, huh? Yeah, the news is out there. <laughs> I have no apologies for what I did out there. I will serve Lincoln here for Drive Time Lincoln. I think I, I do an okay job, and the listeners can tell me, but... uh. As far as my decision on stripping the Rebel Hearts of the MWA Tag Team Championship, I have I have adequate reasons of doing so. And if the if the viewers, if the fans just don't see it, then they're missing out. Because I I don't know. I think I described it well enough myself. So if they don't understand, well, that's their problem. You do a fine job. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it is Twitter Tuesday. Um, so we do have uh, one uh, from somebody everybody's going to recognize. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the local news, COVID, uh, the war horse, um, and as well, the uh, NEGOP has a press release out. Uh, I'll break some of that out as um, that is still big news, at least in the conservative circles, but I, I also think in the Democratic circles because uh, no doubt. I mean, I've seen a lot of the texts and uh, chat rooms. Uh, yeah, opportunity whenever there's uh, change out there, um, without a doubt. So um, I do also have a press release, uh, not necessarily from a group, but uh, I know that Natalie Weiss, uh, chair of the Nebraska Stonewall Democrats, um, has put it out, and so I'll dig into that a little bit to understand that as I'm just kind of digging through. It's been a busy day for uh, Jack Riggins, um, but let's uh, let's start um, with the tweet of the day because I think it's funny, and we could all use a little fun. Uh, Will Compton, you might remember Will Compton. He played uh, linebacker for the University of Nebraska about a decade ago. Maybe not quite a decade. Maybe. Um, he has gone on to play professional football. He is a great follow on Twitter, at Will Compton. He also has a very popular uh, podcast, uh, if you will, uh, with one of his fellow uh, footballers, uh, For the Boys, I believe that's it, or maybe I've got it wrong. Somebody's going to hammer me on that. I shouldn't have said that. I know that's one of his great sayings. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, Will, I will get the proper title of your podcast that is nationally renowned out there. But his tweet, Simple research, Jack. Simple yeah, I research. know, Johnny. Johnny, you're supposed to be on that, hitting the Google up right now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Will's tweet is this. The in-laws air conditioning is set to 78 in the house. I will not let them outgrit me. But I'll be honest, this is hell. Great point in the hot weather, Will, of where we all set our AC at. Uh, and where we are comfortable. Have to be honest, at, the, at my house, it's 77. 
And uh, we roll around at 77 and feel pretty good about that. Busting with the boys. Yeah, jeez, Jack. Busting with the boys. That's Will's uh, podcast that's out there. And uh, they've been doing some great things. It's neat to see uh, uh, Nebraska Cornhusker, former linebacker, NFLer, kind of journeyman, uh, real grit guy, um, have success in the media realm uh, with Bussin' with the Boys. So check that out. And uh, for the boys is another great saying he uses a lot. Uh, but anyway, tweet of the day. Drive Time Lincoln is Will Compton. In-laws, air conditioning is set to 78 in the house. I will not let them outgrit me, but I'll be honest, this is hell. Uh, Johnny, what do you what do you set yours at? Are you living with fans? What's the deal at your place? No, uh, my roommate and I really disagree on it. Um, I think I usually... It's usually active probably around 73, but then, I don't know, it depends on what part of the apartment I'm in. I'll get cold or hot pretty easily, and, and then my roommate feels like the complete opposite about it. And so if I turn it up a little bit, he's like, what is it doing up on 75? Or if I turn it down to 69, what is it doing down there? So it it varies. There's nothing consistent Did you apartment. say 65? No, no, oh, never 75. that cold. No, it's somewhere, usually somewhere between 69 and like 74. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, like I said, we try to keep ours at 77. Um, if there's ever uh, light wind, I love the smell of wind and open all the windows so you get the flow through the house. Um, and that's just how we roll. And now you know the uh, uncomfortable level of uh, Will Compton. 78's a little too much for him, but he's hanging in there, folks. Um, boy, you know... I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. And as always, the Rick Stein recognition hotline is open, 402-479-1400. As the people's platform, that's what I enjoy the most, is to hear your thoughts, Lincoln and Lancaster County, about what's going on in any subject. Um, But, I, I mean, I'm afraid to say the COVID risk dial moves into low orange as cases rise. Um. There is a lot of sentiment out there that come one way or another, we are going to be back in masks right about the time school starts. I am saying sentiment because that's what it is. And many people are not happy about that potential. I am not ready to get my detainee jumpsuit back on. Yeah, right? (laughs) We'd have to stop the exploratory committee number and start another detainee number. Gosh. Um, But in fact, it it did move into the low orange today. And, uh, you know, they're obviously testing the water. And uh, they say that, you know, water surveillance, you know, Shows a hundred and five percent increase in virus particles compared to the previous week. It's going to be a real interesting next couple of months or fall if this dial continues to move and to see the decisions made by local leaders about what to do. But I know that the parents of school children and a sentiment that is out there. And growing of frustration if, in fact, for whatever reason besides concrete evidence, that we go back to masking. And I suspect many business leaders as well. Um, But that's where we're at, folks. 
the dial is slowly moving, and the last time this happened, um, the only way for the city and its leaders to save us was to ask us to mask and have a mask mandate that had no real authority behind it or uh, enforcement behind it, and and really it was in the schools that you saw the mandate and the enforcement and that is something that we will all have to decide how we handle it moving forward oh covid i like the fact and it's good to know as i start to see the signs up uh, that the ground is broken on the warhorse casino in southwest lincoln uh, a lot of you just like me have probably been out in that area for soccer and baseball, and as we know um, through the election, right, we legalize gambling. I'm a big fan of um, gambling coming to this state, um, mainly because I think that it doesn't necessarily create that many more people that gamble or, say, gambling addictions because people are just going to gamble and they're going to get addictions. Um but what it does do is brings somewhere around, I think the last thing I looked at, you know, potential three, four million dollars in tax revenue back to the state, which was being lost in council bluffs. And so it's really cool to see that the uh, ground was broke at the war horse out at the Lincoln race course. And... uh you know, it's not just going to be a casino. It will have a 200-room hotel and dining. I mean, it's going to be like a casino we see out in Palm Springs and, you know, other kind of smaller venues. Not not the complete Vegas crazy job. <laughs> and uh, and I think in time, whether you were for or against it, it's going to be good for the state. And, and I think it's going to be good for Lincoln. So I'm glad that uh, we're moving forward on that. Uh, any GOP uh, makes an announcement that Eric Underwood, obviously we've talked about it, is the new chairman. After a delegate vote at the state convention, I'm going right from the press release. Um, I think of significant note as they released it to media outlets is there will be a press conference on Thursday, July 14th at 10 a.m., where Lieutenant Governor Foley is introducing uh, the new chairman, Eric Underwood, and he will do a little bit of a press conference and make himself available to all media, as plenty have been asking in this transition time for the NEGOP. Um, and some of you may read into that. Governor Ricketts is on biz- pre-planned business in Chicago. So uh, the governor... Came out yesterday, said he supported the move, interested to see what's going to happen. And so, yeah, the NEGOP is in transition. It's just that simple. Um, I'll go more into their statement as we go. Talk about that. Getting on the text line. Nationally, i got to be honest, folks, I've been pretty weak lately as I did go to the GOP convention. And many people have been asking about it. Um, and so I haven't been seen other than Elon Musk and Twitter in a big fight again. And, uh, <laughs> of course that was going to happen, right? 
One of the things I think that, you know, and maybe we get some time and space on this show, is to talk about, you know, the the rise in fentanyl again, and this has to do with law and order, but the rise in fentanyl over the state, and in this case, you know, here on KLIN.com, you know, our story on uh, fake fentanyl pills are up 83% in Nebraska, and I just... It never surprises me, whether it be in warfare or nefarious activity, the ends evil people will go to to make destructive things, right? And certainly, as a former warfighter, you have to build destructive things for defense, and at times you have to use those things. Um, But it's kind of in the use and in the justification for which, you know, there is a difference. Why in the world, and I saw a story out of California that some one person had enough fentanyl to kill 12 million people. And so, you know, here we are in Nebraska with fentanyl pills up 83%. They're designed to look like legitimate prescription medications, you know, according to the DEA. And that is so dangerous. I mean, if you go to KLIN.com and, and look at some of the stock footage, I mean, people can accidentally pick up one of these, right? And we talk about law and order all the time. You know, they seized 32,000 fake pills in Omaha with lethal doses of fentanyl. increase Nebraska, Lincoln, Lancaster County. And if you have kids, listen, I've got kids. I talk to kids all the time. You know, they go out and have a good time, and and they have these, you know, pick-it-out-of-the-bull parties. This this isn't, oh, one-off kids. This is normal behavior for kids these days. It's not just, you know, alcohol and, and smoke a joint. Right? It's bowls of pills poured in and mixed around, and nobody has any idea what they're doing. Please educate our youth and adults. Be on the lookout for this stuff. I mean, we are at a new level of deadly illegal drugs across the nation and here in Nebraska. It makes me sick. It's scary stuff. Scary, scary stuff. I hate to see that. Again, we'll get to the second segment. We'll talk more about the NEGOP. I'm going to digest uh, Natalie Weiss's uh, Nebraska Stonewall Democrats group and uh, the press release they put out. Report on that a little bit. Always happy to take callers on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. That's for Johnny because he says I say it too fast. It was constructive criticism from Johnny. That was good constructive criticism. No, I think, Johnny, if you're listening, we thank you for that. And uh, uh, we are doing our best to implicate what you uh, suggested. I wouldn't say the words implicate. It's. uh... (laughs) (laughs) We don't don't know. You said I'm stuck to. I know. Implicate. I don't know if that's right, but. uh, (laughs) Enact. 
There you go. To enact your <laughs> advice. Um, I know there's a caller online. We'll get to you uh, without a doubt. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. You know, a lot of people, uh, and I hate to go to another news source, uh, but any GOP chairman, Eric Underwood, uh, we had Adam or Aaron Sandiford on yesterday, and the chairman was able to get on with uh, a news station in Omaha yesterday and give some more specifics of how he's thinking. Um, but there's a lot of conservatives and Republicans, without a doubt. Um, there's a lot of emotions right now and uh, from around the state. And so, um, you know, people are fig- you know wondering with a race for the governor in November, as well as even though Mike Flood won the special election, uh, that's going to turn right around and, and be voted on again in November. There's all kinds of state legislative races um, and down ballots. And so, you know, people are wondering and apprehensive about, you know, how that's going to go. And I think those are fair questions. Um, and I think also that's what this press conference on Thursday is about is, you know, to begin to answer those and, and begin to. Um, move forward and a lot of things will be I'm sure worked behind the scenes um, to heal wounds 14993 KLIN you're getting the 411 from DTL with commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN all right, uh, running through some of the local stories, talking a little bit about the NEGOP convention and moving forward. We'll answer some questions from the text line in the second segment. And we're talking about the rise of fentanyl. Uh, let's go to Kim on line one to talk about that. Kim, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, thank you. Thanks for a minute of your time. Hey, um, for the last 12 years, uh, addiction has been a part of our family. And I know that it affects many families in Lincoln. I think more than Lincoln wants to admit. And I would encourage our schools, even starting in in grade school, to educate, educate, educate. Um, there's, it's not too soon at any age. I also would encourage people to take a stand, make a stand for better and more affordable treatment centers in and around town. They are far and few between, and um, a lot of money, I feel, is spent on crazy things in this town, not only this town, but every town. But we need to really invest in our kids' future and fight the fight. Kim, really great thoughts. I really appreciate you calling in and, um, you know, just kind of giving the, the real perspective as you observe it. It's it's good for everybody here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, Kim makes a lot of great points. I mean, you cannot as a parent think just because we live in Lincoln or Nebraska that this isn't as rampant as anywhere else you read about, see on TV, even if it's a fictional show. Got to protect the kids. We need to get treatment centers, things like that. Uh, we got to normalize the fact that this is real and then uh, work the problem. 1400 993 KLIN, Drive Time Lincoln. 
Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, we're in the groove here, uh, Tuesday, July 12th. I am back. I'm still the host, Jack Riggins, Johnny Cadillac, uh, working the producer board. Johnny, what what's the deal for uh, legalization? You needed to let the crowd know about yeah, your no, I, MWA role. Just wanted to make sure we're all clear here and on the same page. Um, as I am the producer of Drive Time Lincoln, a, a task I enjoy um, for MWA, where I did that bit at the beginning of the show. I am the ring announcer and commissioner there. So what I was saying about stripping the MWA tag team t- champions of their titles, that was all my role from there that I was just elaborating on. So thank you for the time, Jack. You betcha. Uh, Brian, we'll get to you in a second. I do want to give this uh, some thought. Uh, Natalie Weiss, who's been on the show, um, again, chair of the Nebraska Stonewall Democrats, uh, she has a press release out with uh, over 20 signed signatures, if you will, um, expressing opposition to the Fairness Ordinance vote uh, this year. So this is a good document. We're going to have to have her on to go over it because she lays out a lot of facts and things. But I I do want to read a couple of lines. Um, Our opposition to a fairness ordinance vote this year is not about a lack of will or want to see these protections in our city for active duty military, people with disabilities, tribal affiliations, racial minorities, and all other people who are like us and call Lincoln home. It is about stark political funding and organizational realities that must be addressed before such a significant undertaking could be reasonably mounted. Uh, there's plenty more. And Nas- Natalie, I know that when you do get a chance, you listen to the show. I will reach out to you later and and maybe next week you could come on and and we'll break this down. Um, because, like I said, I want to be part of the solution. Um, and you've got a lot more information in this press release. Um, and there's no one better than you that I know. Um to explain and carry the water. And like I said, it, it's going to take all stakeholders. That's a lot of us in this community, left, right, and, and otherwise. And we always like having Natalie in the studio with us, too. Yeah, she she knows more about the NBA basketball than yeah. I do. Remember that? I that, certainly do. That was, that was great. Um, before we get to uh, the NEGOP, let's take a call from Brian. Brian, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Good afternoon, Jack. Well... I wanted to comment on what the caller called in about, something that's not often mentioned, that the fentanyl overdose deaths, there'll be a rise in overdose deaths, and then there'll be a crackdown on what's called over-prescribing by physicians. Then there'll be more counterfeits produced on the black market made of fentanyl. Then you'll have more overdose deaths. So, Well, how do we solve that, Brian? to uh, maybe not make it so much about what the doctors are prescribing, because then maybe the black market could get more of the real thing and have less overdose deaths when uh, people think they're taking one thing when it's actually another. The way the black market is now, I'd recommend no one buy anything because it's probably all counterfeit, and you'd end up like Prince taking something you think is one thing, but then dying from another. Who? Well, I'll tell you what, it's a wicked problem, right? Certainly, although uh, encouraging getting looser about prescribing would be a hard case to make, but it's true. 
Anyway, uh, whatever you have time for, I've said I'd call in sometime about policing and protests. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, I had some things about the mules, but... Uh, well, let's do policing and protests. Okay, I can understand why you don't want to talk about the mules. No, if we have time, which I think we can, we can go <laughs> okay, talk well, about okay, the mules. Okay, well, maybe another time, or if we have time at the end of this. Well, which, hey, here, right. here you go, shooter no. choice, we used to call it in SEAL Team. You pick the one. Please thing in protest. Okay. All right. Whenever there's a situation where there's uh, something outrage uh, perceived by the police and there's protests, there's always a couple articles I bring up. One is, new study shows riots make America conservative. And I'd characterize that more as uh, violent protests actually turn people against those causes. And it was a study done examining voter pattern, voting patterns where there are then uh, peaceful protests versus violent protests. That, that would and, make sense to me. You're saying that violent protests or things that get out of hand generally turn people against what the movement is trying to change where peaceful protests tend to attract people is that what you're saying right and on the first day of the blm protest in lincoln driving to work i was so proud when i saw banners on all the major intersections but that's great organizing but then getting off work and seeing the riots i was ashamed and I told people, told people where I could that it was uh, being uh, idiots and where I couldn't, saying it was being counterproductive. But mainly it was being counterproductive idiots. Now, I think your assessment on um, the theory, I mean, that would be my observation as well. Now, in the late 80s through the 90s, I was in uh, UNL Normal Hemp, UNL for being a student group normal for it being a national organization of foreign marijuana laws, and hemp for Jack Harris hemp tour. But one time the tour came through, and uh, we were having, like we often did, uh, you know, rally and then a benefit concert that night, but we were doing the rally part of it. And uh, the guy, one of them, one said, okay, let's go out in the street and block traffic. And we looked at him like he was an idiot because, <laughs> you know, people were waving and happy and, yeah, you know, we wanted to show a positive law-abiding uh, face to the public, and we uh, raised a lot of money. We had booths at the state fair, did all kinds of stuff. Okay, I don't want to go on too much about that. Yeah, but I get your point, and I think it's good background info. But then I'll mention the other article I often bring up, and that's from uh, The Nation, why it's impossible to indict a cop. And I'd say it's more like why it's uh, very difficult to indict a cop for murder or excessive use of force because the way the law is written and the way it's interpreted, it's like the benefit of the doubt, even when a, a, an examination of the evidence shows they were in the wrong, hey, you can't second guess them and they're in the right. And but do, don't you think that we've closed that gap over the years here in America? Slightly. Because it's a tough one for me, having been in the military, right, under the rule of law or the rule of armed conflict, where in those split-second decisions, um, and again, you're fighting for the nation, so as you said, kind of that uh, presumption of innocence and maybe given a little more leeway to the people. But my understanding is, is I mean, we've gotten with internal affairs and, and, and accountability, we've gotten better. Well, like a real example gives in this article, you know, police shoot somebody in a car because they say the car was moving towards them. 
examination finds the car wasn't moving at all. But, you know, how can you, you know, they might have thought it was moving towards them. Another thing, the way the law is interpreted, it recently the shootings in Texas, that uh, police, you know, can't be held liable for uh, negligence, cowardice, uh, and I forget the third thing, it's like uh, incompetence, yeah. Okay. You know, maybe they'll lose their job, but, uh, you know, it seems a little bit of accountability is really, you know, what... <clears throat> Because I was asked at the time if I supported the BLM protests, and I said, well, I support the cause, but not the organization, because, you know, I can't go for these tactics and a lot of their agenda. Right, right, kind of that more violent and, part of and it. I felt, and I would say, look, Fox News is playing this stuff on 24-7 continuous reel anytime there's any little fire going on. This is not making the cause look good. So I think what is important is the cause, like working for things like, oh, the Justice and Policing Act, and then the recent presidential order uh, to advance effective accountable policing and uh, strengthen public safety. Of course, that only affects the federal police, but it has sure. things like wearing body cameras and not using deadly force unless you're authorized to use deadly force. I know chokeholds or things like that. But I wanted to bring up a protest that you advocated, and that was the uh, trucker protests and how much uh, they cost. They cost Oh, nearly $3 billion disruption of trade. And like I say, you know, it's breaking the law. You can uh, excuse it, uh, deny it, justify it, whatever level insists on it. But Well, you know, I, as, I said, I, as, as I said, as I said, my point was they were peacefully protesting. And I think that that played out that they peacefully um, although I can't disagree with if you're going to lock up streets and things like that, it's going to hurt, uh, you know, commerce, so to speak. But, um, again, you and I would agree that peaceful protest is the way to go. Well, like, okay, talking about how protests are handled. For instance, do you call, recall the uh, Battle of the Farnham Street Bridge? I mean, I saw it on video when the protesters, and I was thinking... Was this the, the BLM side. one? Because it might yeah, have been a yeah, little no, before my time. Okay, I'm, right, de- right, I'm okay. decently aware of it. Yeah, I'm watching it because, you know, it was posted like it was some outrage that they were arrested on Facebook. So I'm watching them go on the, you know, in the middle of the street. And I'm thinking, there's not so many of you, you couldn't fit on the sidewalk. Why do you need to take up the street? But right. anyway, I saw them get caught on the bridge. They were on the bridge. Police, you know, blocked them off. And I thought, you should have seen that coming. But then... I thought, okay, why not just tell them to disperse? Why are you holding them for arrest? And how did it turn out? Judge tosses out cases of Farnham Street Bridge protest. And then there's another protest where uh, James Scurlock got killed, and then the guy that shot him killed himself. And I don't think we had anything like that in Lincoln. And when you look at the most dangerous cities in Nebraska, well, Lincoln's not number one. It varies, but you got, you know, Grand Island, North. Yeah, but Brian, you know that shootings are on the rise here and general crime is on the rise. I've covered that. And I'm, you're absolutely right. Factually, we didn't have a murder during our riots. Um, and, uh, we had mostly property damage. Um, and, uh, you know, some, some police were injured. Some protesters were injured. The one woman got a lawsuit, uh, or, a finding, but I think what you're talking about, you've kind of gone all over the place. In the end of the day, you sure. and I agree that peaceful protesting is the way to go. Um, there's always yeah. work to be done on professionalizing police procedures and how we all think about uh, protests and how we handle things. Without a doubt, as well as uh, you know, you brought up kind of the fentanyl problems. I, hey, I appreciate the call. Let's do two thousand mules sometime. 
Okay. All Bye. right. Thank you. Yeah, I like those conversations. Somebody's going to give me some hate mail and say, ah, you gave him too much time. I, listen, I like when people call in, have their points. Uh, in this case, Brian and I have developed a relationship where we can actually talk back and forth um, on some different issues. And uh, we all get a little something out of it. No the doubt people's ab- platform. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, also totally enjoy when people just have the short comments. Um, let's go back to... And any GOP on the text line, uh, we've got good question by Scott, longtime listener, longtime texter. Don't know if he's ever called in. Uh, talking about this, he said, how do we go about bridging the gap and moving forward together in the future as one movement? He's talking about the conservative movement in Nebraska. Well, first off. What I would say is that anytime you have any type of transition, uh, it's going to be a little chaotic at first. Uh, some experts will tell you, oh, a week. Um, some will say a month. I-, I would go with a month. Now, some conservatives out there, Republicans, are said, well, we only have so many months um, until the election. Well, listen, your campaign staffs are intact, folks. Your campaign staffs are going to keep rolling, and as the NEGOP gets its feet underneath of it, they're going to support as necessary. That's right here in in the press release, right? And quote, the NEGOP is here to elect conservative Republicans in November at all levels and well into the future and fight the radical left agenda growing in our state and in our nation. Um, so uh, for those of you that are out there thinking that there's been some major sea change, uh, again, I'm close to some of these people. I just see a different way of doing business that's yet to be determined. That will be on the new chairman, Eric Underwood, to lay out that vision and work with uh, his executive committee and state central committee and all the voting bodies per these you know, the organization under the Constitution to kind of set that agenda. And uh, and so there's that piece of it, certainly in transition, uh, depending on how much, you know, people that were working those roles are helping and providing guidance and experience. It depends on how fast the new regime will get up to speed. Uh, you would think that if everybody is all about the Republican Party that while it stinks that you're not in the position you used to be, say, Friday, that you'd at least be doing what we call in the military a turnover and making sure that the new crew has what they have to get off to a good start. If that's not the case, then it's going to be a little slower. The other thing that really I think in how do we bridge the gap and move forward? And I have done this seeing things that have been said about our morning show guys, LNK Today. I have seen emails. I have seen hate mail directed at them. And I have responded uh, via email to some listeners. In the end of the day, across America, let alone inside the NEGOP right now, 
We all need to professionalize our critiques with some empathy and humanity across social media, email, uh, you know, here on the radio, because social media has dumbed down our ability to say heinous, attacking things to people we know nothing about. It has caused society currently to look at very small windows of people's lives or their opinions and then just go, you know, full automatic, if you will, shooting bullets. And that's no different inside the Republican Party right now in Nebraska. And so I, as a conservative, as somebody that talks about it daily here in Lincoln and Lancaster County, I implore everyone to stop that type of behavior. If a code of conduct, which another radio personality brought out, eventually comes out, I think we need to live up to that, right? We need to live up to that. But there is no reason to be essentially pointing guns at each other in the Nebraska Conservative Party. What's done is done. There'll have to be a lot of explanations out of the new leadership of the NEGOP, and I'm sure they will do it, that helps us start moving forward. If you have the energy, folks, direct it at Democrats. Easy answer. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Whoa, wide-ranging show today on Twitter Tuesday. Let's finish with that. Our very own Will Compton, former linebacker at the University of Nebraska, uh, <laughs> a Missourian, Mizzou, uh, went on to play in the NFL, has a great podcast, Bussin' with the Boys. For the boys, as he likes to say, uh, listen, he's at the in-laws right now. They've got the AC at 78 trying to f- trying to heat or freeze him out. I think it's heat him out. And he has said, I'm not going to let him do it. I got grit, but this is hell. Uh, great Twitter post. It is the drive time Lincoln July 12th Twitter of the day. Um Wow, we talked about the scary fentanyl stuff. We talked about the COVID dial here in Lincoln, Lancaster County moving up. Uh, let's watch that, folks. We don't want our kids in masks when school comes around. Uh, the war horse finally got the ground broke. We're going to have a casino. It's going to be nice. It's going to be positive for us all. Um, a lot of good calls. Brian had a good call. Talked uh, about rioting and impacts. Uh, Natalie Weiss and her group... Uh, Opposition to the fairness ordinance vote that may or may not be coming. We're going to have her on uh, next week to talk about that if we can get her. And the NEGOP. I suspect that story with the NEGOP will just keep flowing through. We do have the first press release that came out uh, from them. And yeah, healing needs to take place, but there's a lot of work to do. And uh, we will report it as we know it. 1,499.3 KLIN.